a city of Sharn, full of commonplace magic, subtle powers, and ruthless criminals. Anyone can make their fortune in one moment, only to lose it, and their life in the next. One small inquisitive agency tries to scratch out a living uncovering truth for anyone who's willing to pay. The Changeling Wits and the Warforged Sevens are imperfect people in a city of perfect chaos. Will they bring justice to the city, or will they find themselves torn apart by sinister forces? Find out on Two Ashes, Two Dust, a Sharn Inquisitive Podcast. So, Wits, having been abruptly rescued by what you thought was a defunct Warforged? Well, now, uh, I mean, I think we rescued each other. That's <laughs> fair. Yeah, it's, it's camp later that night. Um, Wits, your crew is still there. Captain Helena has stopped by to check on you. Signo, your sort of goblin assistant and uh, Gopher is there, along with Bowl and Willard, two kind of country boys who you picked up along the way who aren't good for much, but can carry stuff. And yeah, you guys are winding down and trying to figure out what to make of this oddly changed Warforged. So Sevens, what are you doing as these humanoids are like sitting around a campfire, eating, discussing? I think... Sevens is kind of sitting off slightly to himself. He's curled up at my feet. (laughs) (laughs) He's purring very adorably. He's kicking his back legs slightly as he dreams. (laughs) No, I think uh, Sevens is kind of sitting off by himself, slightly like close to wits, but because he's the only like thing in this whole encampment that Sevens remotely recognizes or has a bond to. Yeah, like a skittish uh, dog. But he's kind of just staring off into space, like trying to come to terms with what has just happened to him because he was pretty sure he was dead. And uh, now he's not. And that's weird. And we're trying yeah. to figure that and- shit out. The whole thing was in a fog now because, like, it was just like heat of the moment. We're slaying goblins and. You got the you got the blood rage. The red mist descended, yeah. and yeah, and now I'm trying to just remember all of it and come to terms mm-hmm. with like the vision that I had and why I'm here and what I'm gonna do now. Uh, I think okay. well, I think we at the fire are because like Wits uh, would be at the fire, like he'd be in the circle. Mm-hmm. He doesn't generally participate yeah, all that much, but he's he's there. How can you turn a profit on this? old battlefield turned freshly new battlefield yeah so i think i'm just mostly observing that conversation more than talking but we're drinking like you know a shitty beer or whiskey or something uh, and i want to grab a spare one and i want to walk over to sevens sit down next to him and be like i uh i don't know if you can get drunk but here well uh let's find out together 
shall we? And I, uh, I, I take it, and I take a big old swig on the... I'm sorry, you don't know if you can get drunk? <laughs> I don't even know what I am. Hmm. So I guess asking you your name is probably not going to get us yeah. anywhere. Yeah, that's going to be a real short conversation. Okay. Uh, what happened to your unit? I don't know. All right, I'm noticing the trend here. Okay. <laughs> what do you know? I don't know. Okay. Outstanding. <laughs> uh, well, drink more of this, and we'll get back to the conversation. Captain Helena comes over and puts her hands on your, on kind of on your shoulders, wits as you're crouched down talking to Sevens, and is like, "Well, he's got numbers on him. Let's call him after those two Sevens. Need something to call him." Seventy-seven. I like it. It's too long. It's too long. He's a it's a pair of sevens. It's a decent hand, but maybe not one that wins every game. How's that? Yeah, I like it. OOC, I love that so much. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was awesome. Thank you. Was... But yeah, she starts rubbing your shoulders a bit wits and is definitely trying to encourage you to um come to bed. Like we had established she was kind of your arms dealer hookup slash ex-lover slash whatever needs to be in the moment. If you would like to, tell me about your relationship with Captain Helena Markham. Uh, yeah, it's just like a casual business one, I would think, at this point. With, like, hooking up, but nothing, you know, nothing but professionalism. Okay, so booty call with benefits kind of thing? Yeah, but the benefits are economic benefits. Economic benefits. All right, so you are a whore. The other part part is like, it's just a necessity. Like, you know, two people who don't have anywhere else to go in their life, and they need need that. It's a a war. You take warmth where you can find it. Correct. What does she look like? Like, she has a beard, and uh, she's hugely muscular. Name's Helga. (laughs) I mean, we can go with muscular. We can go with beard. I'm not picky. I think all around, like, exceedingly average and, like, fine, you know? A little worn down from the war, so. Mm -hmm. Aren't we all? Battle-hardened. Yeah. Probably would look really good if she had a chance to, you know, bathe and put on makeup, but that hasn't happened in a few months. Yeah, I'd go brunette. Who's the... Pretty much like, uh, well, none of you guys have seen Star Trek Discovery, but... um, So, Jane Brooke? Jane Brooke, yep. Okay. All right. It's Pretty much like that, from... but less pretty, I suppose. Okay. Uh... Yeah, pretty much like that. All right. So, yeah, she looks. She's got her hair worn short, tied back, and she's here. She was here to sort of pick up any weapons or anything you guys had discovered. But with the surprise ambush by the, I have a question. Forces... If Jane Brooke listens to this podcast, is she going to be upset that you described her as average and? Well... <laughs> You gotta think these things out, man. Jeez. I mean, she's fine. <laughs> she, there's gonna be some upset letters coming in. Strongly worded letters from Jane Brooke. <laughs> exactly. That'll be her publicist being like, you have maligned my client. <laughs> that, that said, we're that huge sense. fans and we would love to have you on. I'd like to yeah, be a Star Trek, guest star. And we'll, uh, yeah. I, I will watch a Star Trek. <laughs> that's 
And that is as strong a commendation from someone with the last name as Kirk as you're going to get. <laughs> yep. Um, but yeah, so... Boy, I really need to oil my chair. <laughs> anyway. I need to oil my dick. <laughs> Do we need to have a talk about your personal life here, Zach? <laughs> Pregnancy not Sorry. going as well as you yeah. hoped? <laughs> no, it's like... <laughs> In character, it's like Sevens. Is, he's like a toddler, right? He doesn't know what that's for, or that that's he, bad. He just knows it feels good. <laughs> it's just squeaking. I think I should fix this. <laughs> oh, that's nice. Oh, I could do this forever. <laughs> you just like flick it and it's like... Until he discovers friction. <laughs> oh, sorry. Back, back to whatever it was we were doing. My exceedingly average Jane Brooke lover. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, That's... here's the thing. She's a great captain of Brillin forces. She knows who to contact. She's part of the quartermaster's group or loosely associated and has a lot of connections through them. So she's been able to um, purchase what you salvaged from battlefields at slightly better than normal cost and redeploy it for the Brelish army. So she gets a kickback from... Of course she does. That's part, of, she, that's part of her job. Um, she's not dishonest about it, nor is she particularly greedy, but she does see it as part of her job to procure supplies so that the Brelish army can hold ground and keep the Siren and the forces out of Dargoon and Karnath away. Plus, uh, I definitely do more nefarious shit than she knows, and I think she knows that as well. But, she doesn't ask, yeah. but every once in a while you'll see a sort of a sad look in her eye when you go off to do something bad. Is your nefarious shit strictly for the benefit of you, or does it ever benefit the squad? Good question. Um, I mean, it does sometimes benefit the squad, but more so as a happy accident or to cover my trails for something I just did. It's like a 70-30 breakdown. Okay, because I feel like if it benefits the squad, then yeah, she would be totally okay with like letting, like just turning a blind eye, as it were. Yeah. Well, it's like mm-hmm. for the most part. Yeah. I'll like occasionally steal some like extra supplies so we can have like a big dinner. So I that, mean, that's that's just perks. That's just you know. Yeah, but that's like to make sure everybody likes me, and you know, doesn't get pissed. <laughs> it's not really for Good them. Goals. It's for me, but. Okay. But occasionally they get yeah. the benefits of yeah. your nefarious deeds. Yeah. And I like I'll and that's just like things like alcohol and food. Like I'll steal ammo all the time. Like I'll get ammo for us. Okay. Oh yeah. I mean arrows are not cheap. Yeah. Yeah, the goblin bows don't work great for, you know, humans. Yeah. So or I think I have works. that business and I think that's what people think I full stop at. But I'm also making money for myself that nobody knows about. Yes, except the GM, who you need to tell. Yeah. <laughs> what nefarious activities are you doing on the side here during the war? Um, well, I was going to say since this is a flashback and we're poor, slaves. I couldn't be rich. But I think it'd be kind well, of... Well, you know, money comes and goes. Money comes and goes, right? Right, like and like you... I could have to leave it. Like, I could lose it all. And yep. that's why we're poor. I think I'm pretty successful at what I do. It's why you were so desperate. Like, there was a yeah. sudden brellish advance, and your stack pile is now behind the camp, and you can't get to it. It's there, hopefully, when yeah. you get back to it. But like, I don't think it's a little tight. Like, I still drink the shitty whatever moonshine we have at the 
fire, but I don't think it's like a rarity for me to have a nice alcohol back in my tent to have like that's that's for guests. That's you know that's just good hosting. Yeah, I have like okay, I have nice things occasionally, and I have a sizable collection of like money. I would think. Do you have Do you have a small trade with the rest of the members of your squad who like know they can come to you for shit? And, uh, like, yeah. Well, yeah, and like yeah, my, mostly signal, but yeah, I always say yeah, I can get that for you and give it to them in like three or four days. But I have most of it on hand. Yeah, okay. no, I mm-hmm. like that. You have a small and lucrative business mm-hmm. that has its ups and downs. It's a high risk, high reward endeavor, and some connections in the Brelish army. But you also have connections in yeah. the Carnathi army. They're the other big force in the region. Let me write that down. We got Brelin army, Brelish, Breland. Or Brelish. They're us. They're where you're from and where Captain Helena's from. You have the army of Seer, which is where Sevens was originally from. And you have the army of Karnath, which are incredibly militaristic, incredibly driven. They have raised undead to serve them as cannon fodder. So they're the enemy. They are not the enemy, but yet another faction. No, There's no clear-cut enemy. There were five kingdoms. <laughs> I'm sorry. So this is Oceania is fighting whatever from 1984, and <laughs> but now we're not fighting anymore, and today we are. So this is a hundred years war where you have had five factions, five main human kingdoms, and a whole bunch of associated nearby areas that have been sucked into this battle. And it has lasted a hundred years. It's been hot. It's been cold. There have been massive technological developments that have come out of it, like the Warforged, like the Lightning Rail, like the airships, weaponizing undead armies as cannon fodder. Right, right. Well, you know, war is the mother of invention. Pretty much. Pretty <laughs> okay. much. So it's the enemies shift, alliances shift over the course exactly. of 100 years. Okay. Yeah. For instance, a group of mercenary elves that came over from Arenal have carved off an entire kingdom for themselves in the southeast part of Corvair, the continent we're on. There is a goblin kingdom, which sell mercenaries out to whatever faction will pay for them. Cool. Um, they were some of the ones who were fighting last night, or earlier today. Earlier today. Okay. And I am being taken to Captain Helena's tent, or motioned to Captain Helena's tent. I'm still talking uh, to Seven. Beckett. It's your, it's your tent, but yeah, she's she, she goes, I'll, I'm going to go lay down. I'll see you in a few minutes. Because I have the nice mattress, because I... <laughs> well, you, you knew she was coming, and so prepared. A little forethought. That charisma score doesn't come without, you know. <laughs> charisma. Yeah, so I just still want to look at uh, Sevens while she like walks away. And, well, the uh, boss is calling. You know how that goes. And then I uh, stand up and walk back to my tent. She's looking surprisingly serious on a, a stool next to the bed. Fully dressed and not at all what you expected. Because she doesn't look this serious normally. No, normally she would already be under the covers. Mm. You know, you could have undressed, you know, super casual here. Well, I know, but there's something, well, let's call it an opportunity that I heard about. And I need help verifying it. You're taking jobs now? I might be offering a job. So, right. what we got? In a nearby town, let's call the town Helmsford. So, in this town on the Syrian border, there's a vault. 
uh, House Kenneth facility there where they originally had a Warforged, a Creation Forge, where they were creating Warforged. But they were also doing some other research there. The Carnathi army had, was coming to run off the Siren forces, which I think is where your metal friend came from, and try and take that town and find something in the depths there. So, let me get this straight. You're telling me they're building super soldiers? They used to build soldiers there. I don't know about building super soldiers, but they're definitely up. To, there's definitely something still there. Otherwise, Karnath would not be pushing in that direction. There's no other enormous value to the town. It was a small like research facility off the main road, or off the main rail lines for the lightning rail, and and yet. Well, you know what this sounds to me like is that you're trying to give me Breelish covert options covert op missions and you know i don't do government work this isn't government work this is for me i'll go with you i need you and your crew to escort me to find out what's there bring back any spoils we happen to find before the carnathi army gets there and takes it all for themselves you know we talked about this before you're just going to be a liability out there i can't let you go with me which is why i'm paying you to protect me oh perfect do this job i'm just going to make it impossible to do but I'm paying you, so it's cool. Okay. Cool. If you'd rather, I can wait behind. But, like you said, you don't do government work. And So this, this is, is government work that you're asking me to do. Then. This is important enough, and I think there's an opportunity for a lot of profit. If any of the information about how House Kenneth was creating Warforge is still there, if any of the like early technology they had around, I don't know, mass mind control or mass orders and compulsions. If any of that gets out or gets used on the already well too, way too coordinated undead armies, we're not going to stand a chance. Okay, fine, I'll do it. But I'm not doing it for you. I'm doing it because that Warforged out there saved my life. And for some reason, I feel like I need to repay him. And he doesn't know anything about himself. And I think maybe at this factory, he can get some answers. I mean, I can't think of a better place for him to find answers, uh, around here anyway. But maybe if you get back to Sharn, you can take him to see the House Kenneth and see if they have any information. They must have kept records. They love paperwork. All right. Fine. Fine. I'll do it. But if this goes south, it's on you. If it goes south, it goes south. No promises of safety. Hazard pay guaranteed. What's my cut on this? I better get a big cut on this. I think you might want to rephrase the language around that. Let's just say it'll be a big score. And she gets up, grabs <laughs> her shoulders, and throws you on the bed. And we fast forward so I don't have to flirt with a male GM. Hey, am I not cute? <laughs> but we'll fade to black anyway. So Sevens, you're out staring at the stars, not really feeling cold, not really feeling the fire. You hear some... Kind of strange noises coming from the tents behind you, but you just look ahead and go, organic stuff. (laughs) Not of interest tonight. Puny human plant. (laughs) And as you're doing that, you feel your mind kind of shift a bit. Your mind's eye focuses elsewhere, and you see what starts as a giant glowing, glowing circle and then expands outwards to illuminate 
the uh, circle embedded in the facility's floor, a large square, uh, maybe 15 feet across, glowing. And arcane sigils are lighting up as power floods through this thing. You see a hooded figure step to the center of the circle, sweep their hand left once, and all of a sudden you feel your whole body turn 90 degrees to the left. The vision is broken after a moment, but in that moment you feel that someone else has just tried to yank control of your physique, of yourself, away from you. What the fuck? It just felt wrong. It felt yeah, invasive. No, that feels terrible. <laughs> That's definitely disturbing. Like I think Sevens is shaken by that and uh, kind of like looks around. He wants to see Wits, but Wits is gone. Well, at this point, it's near dawn. Actually, you realize that several hours had passed in that few moments, almost as if you had slept and dreamt. Did I? Did I notice? Any distinguishing features of this hooded person? Mm. Give me a... That sounds like you're trying to discern realities. I would like to discern some reality. Give me a 2d6 plus wisdom. Now I have an excuse to use this giant bag of d6s that I've been lugging around forever. <laughs> you can just my, say ball sack, man. It's fine. My, my ball sack of green and gold d6s. If his balls are cubes, I'm worried. <laughs> like That sounds like a medical issue. That is going to be that... Oh, Jesus Christ. Uh, that's a pair of snake eyes right there. Or Great one. start. Yeah. Um, We're off to a rolling, rolling so, start. On a miss, mark experience. Where do I do that? For God's uh, sake. It'd be easier on a printout if you just want to start... Uh, replacing the X's. You're going to make me write shit down in real life for our no, made-up game? No, but I am going to make you write <laughs> shit down in the thing. If you just want to start like below the race or Warforged or just someplace you can keep a tally. I will... Uh, One XP. Uh, 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 uh. Considering it only takes eight to level, Let's you're see. already almost there. Yeah, I'll just keep track of it under advanced moves here. XP. Bold. Underline. Look at me formatting things. I believe in you. One. All right. So, no... uh, Nothing jumps out at you. In fact, you feel like part of the the dream or vision or whatever it was purposefully was obscuring the handler. Boo as if they were warded or protected from scrying. Okay. Which is information. Yeah, there's not very helpful information. Magical and scary and now I'm pretty disturbed and worked up. It's been a rough day for you. It's not yeah. been great. Not been great. Hey, it's dawn. Thank whatever god it is I believe in. Uh like wits <laughs> comes out of his tent drinking coffee out of like a cup like you know good coffee mm-hmm. and sevens uh, is like no sevens is definitely like pacing restlessly at this point i want to walk up to him you just been doing that all night or what's going on here i don't know okay I, you know what <laughs> i think we're gonna have to listen sevens uh i think we're gonna have to lay some ground rules for future conversation 
If you can't, if your answer is I don't know, just don't say anything. Okay. Perfect. Outstanding. You've just been walking <laughs> around all night. This is what you're doing right now, but in the past time. Okay. Right. <laughs> okay, you know what? I'm noticing a problem with this one. Sort of on an audio medium. <laughs> I had to. <laughs> it, you know, you, you, it was, you know, garbage in, garbage out. That's how you program. <laughs> okay. What you were doing right now. Describe it to me. I... Someone tried to take control of me okay now see that now see okay okay now that seems like something you would have told me when i asked what had been going on i don't know what it was i don't know how it happened i don't even know if it was real super cool super cool hallucinating robot okay um (laughs) where but i fight real good Uh uh-huh i'm sure you do big guy where where was this thing I don't know. Uh, what did it look like? I don't know. It was wearing a hood. Okay, so probably a person then. I I don't know. Drink this. It's really good. I'm going to go talk to the guards that were on watch last night. Oh, okay. Yeah, so... Bowl, Signo, and Willard are brewing up their own crappy coffee and starting to fry some breakfast. And Bowl and Willard are bantering in their usual way something about cows and goblinoid. You're not quite sure, which is weird because they're both humans. Signo looks exasperated and goes, hey, boss. Hey, shut up and listen to me. Anybody see anybody coming out of the camp last night? Uh, I didn't. You guys do? Nope. Nah. So, <sighs> Can we remind uh, me what we pay y'all again for? Like, I mean, come on, guys. I mean, Bull chimes up. There was that weird point where Sevens just kind of turned left suddenly after, like, being real still for a couple hours. That was weird. He did what? He he turned left and then was still for a few more hours. Great. Awesome. It's all right, boss. It's all right. Super Nothing happened. It was super quiet. Couldn't have asked for better. I I finished my whittling. You like the flute? Don't listen. Don't play that thing around. Uh, don't. No, it's a very, I mean, it's a very good flute. Just when, when we get back somewhere safe, sure. But for now, it's like it just needs a little tuning. It's fine. It'll be good. It is, I think, not good <laughs> at all. It, it's okay. I mean, he put holes in a piece of wood. <laughs> yeah. It'll carry a tune with a little bit of work, maybe. I don't know. Okay, I think I just go. Yeah. I'd, well. So, the signal goes, so, boss, what's next? Are we going to go over to see the um, uh, the other client that I should not mention in front of our current client? I don't even know what that means. He's, 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 hint, he's hinting at your Carnathy contact who also would buy stuff from you, but without the perks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, we actually got a new thing. It's a whole thing. Uh, get your gear together. Meet back here at a... Well, tonight... I mean, we're... We're about ready. There's not much to it. How long we of a journey is it to the factory? I'd say a day. Perfect. Okay, yeah. Yeah, meet back here in like 15 then. I'm uh, I'm going right. to go get the big robot. You want breakfast? Uh, Nah, I'm good, man. Okay. I mean, 
Wait, what? Never. Wait, 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 wait. What is it? Uh, kielbasa. I yeah. <laughs> You're pretty sure it's not kielbasa. It's whatever he found and that was uh, kind of meat shaped and then I, fried. It's goblin cuisine. Yeah, I grimace of it. Um, yeah, I'm good on that one. Uh, here in fifteen. All right. Well, they start striking camp and getting ready. You guys have a cart, which you've been lugging around with you, and uh, a couple horses who are miraculously not dead yet. There's not much left in the cart after the last disaster, so you guys are in need of more information. Yeah, I'm going to go get... Uh, I'm going to go back to Sevens. I'm going to take my coffee back from him. Have you it's drank gone. any of it? I oh, drank it's gone. it all. Okay, great. Yeah, all of it. A, uh, that oh, that was a flavor. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you... Uh, you kind of just pounded that coffee there, huh? I like this, whatever it is. <laughs> kind of feel your joints buzz a little bit on your fingers. Great. Well, I mean, it was really expensive, but, you know, it's fine. It's cool. Whatever. I did give it to you. Uh, <laughs> did somebody... You said somebody tried to control you last night. Watch says that there was nobody here, but that uh, you got weird and you turned left. Have you ever had a dream that just really felt like it was happening like you were watching from above like it just felt so real that you could have sworn it was happening in real life uh i mean i mean my life's kind of been like one big dream so like you know i can i guess i can kind of relate well i i don't i don't know about that (laughs) but uh listen i'll tell you what we're uh i'm a businessman as it were, uh, we've got a job that we need to do, and I think we may find some answers about you doing it if you want to join me. Okay. All right. Signal comes up with us. You gonna pay him, boss? He's he's the little man on the totem pole now. Can we can we like have him do stuff? No. Can we the, haze listen, him? Signal. <laughs> Please. I've told you this I want to haze him. I'll tell you this again. Ain't oh. nobody ever gonna be lower than you on the totem pole. All right. Man. Sevens. Metal ears kind of up at the uh, dimension of pay. I mean, yeah, I mean, whatever. you might like things. Yeah, I paid you in coffee. You got to work off that debt for me right so, now. Go load so, up the. So way. he's our. So he's our intern. Signal. I swear to God. Oh. <laughs> help sevens on. Help sevens load the wagon. Teach him how we do it. Fine. This way, you bend at the. You don't bend at the waist, you bend with the knees, lift with the legs, not the back. And he you know, walks you through a decent ergonomic how to load a cart. Uh, Sevens just, like, watches him try to explain this. And then, like, in each hand just picks up crates heavier than he could ever <laughs> lift by himself. And just starts, like, tossing them into the cart. Signal goes, okay, I am delegating this task to you. At crazy speeds. <laughs> um, yeah, give me a... Well, no, that's fine, that's fine. You you do. It's a little disorganized inside now, but the cart is loaded. Um, uh, I look at him and I go, was that all right? Uh, B, uh, we need to work on sort of your uh, finish on that. So let's hop into the car and kind of organize things so the horses have an easier time while Bull and Willard get them hooked up. Uh, I think Sevens, or Wits, walks out of the tent with his pack on, and then he's got just some, like, random gear for Sevens. Signal, goddammit, how many times have I have told you 
to load carefully. This shit's expensive. Seven's like we have an intern boss. He's new to it. And then he just walks off. He he did load it really fast though. I gave him that. He lifted things I could not lift, and he did it with his knees. It was impressive. Signal. Right. Captain Helena comes up behind us. Don't be so hard on him. You about ready to go? Yeah, I mean, unless you got the official Breland City Police coming with us. We're nowhere near Sharn. Don't worry about the watch. I know they gave you a hard time a long time ago. I'll give you a hard time. <laughs> you may already have. Everybody hop in. And yeah, you guys load up and head out on the cart heading for Helmsford. You pass some ruined, you pass out of the ruined town you were in, pass some fields that have gone fallow. Bushes are starting to creep into the roadway. It's in pretty poor condition. You pass a couple larger uh, tracks over the course of the day. Not, sorry, not tracks, roadways that have been heavily traveled recently. And as you do, you kind of notice, oh, this is, uh, those look like, oh, there's a skeleton footprints and a few warforged kind of going in opposite directions. Been back and forth recently. Nothing too dangerous is jumping out at you guys. No, and I think we have, like, obviously it's a rugged group, but there are, like, once the journey starts, very clearly defined roles of periodic scouts being sent out, crossing paths at certain points, etc. Yep. Bolin and Willard take turns. Yeah, uh, it's all business on the road. Helena stays in the cart mostly. And yeah, well, because she's she prepping her own gear. Come on, these. No, she's 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 your guest. She's your uh, protectee, I guess. I don't know. And sevens, what are you doing? As as this cart and these two poor horses are pulling it. <laughs> What's that? It's a rock. What's that? It's a tree. <laughs> <laughs> I spy with my little eye something green. Is it a leaf? No. Zach Not and I did the. The dumb I spy game in our last D&D session. <laughs> yeah, we did. And then I died. That is... <laughs> what is that? So, it's dirt. So Zach's D&D games are down to one. <laughs> uh, I think Sevens is still pretty disturbed by what happened to him last night. And he's still pretty like confused about why he's here. Like... He's just walking quietly right at the tail end of the cart. That's fine. Yeah. But he's pretty, like, distracted and not, like, paying a lot of attention to things. That's fair. When do you get up to the second big roadway you guys are crossing on this sort of minor road? Because you're kind of looking down in thought and contemplation, not really paying attention, you notice that there are a set of very tightly organized Warforged tracks Five across, perfect unison, stepping in each other's footprints, and a few remains of what looked like a small, I don't know, company of skeletons that have been just hacked apart, usually almost completely by a single overhead and strike. And that strikes you as a little, it strikes you as very, very familiar. Can I lean down and investigate these? Yeah, give me a, this is going to be... Well, it's more, does Sevens call them out? Because it's startling. Like, Sevens stops, and that's that's in itself a change in his behavior, which is surprising. Yeah, no, I think that I think it's exactly what he does. I think he just stops and stares at him for a while as the cart keeps going. All right. Give me a discern realities. 
What is that? 2d6 plus what? 2d6 plus wisdom. And if you both would like to, go ahead. That is a... Or if one of you wants to aid the other. And two. 11 for and your 11. favorite inquisitive. We'll just roll with that. I will just put these dice back in my pockets. More than enough. And, uh... Yeah, um, so if you look at the discern realities move... On a 10 plus, ask the GM three questions from the list below. Mm-hmm. I will answer honestly and to the best of my ability in the context of what your character can discover in the fiction. Boy, that is one slow PDF. <laughs> Discern realities, I get to ask three questions. What happened here recently? What is about to happen? What should I be on the lookout for? What here is useful or, or valuable to me? Who's really in control here? <laughs> What here is not what it appears to be. So I think what happened here recently, um, what is about to happen, and what here is useful or valuable to me. Okay. What happened here recently? (laughs) Bunch of skeletons got killed. More specifically, a hyper-disciplined squad of Warforged, probably Siren, judging by the wounds on the skeletons, massacred a small company of the, the undead. The only other Siren Warforged you've seen recently is walking behind the cart. Yeah, but are so Warforged at this point in the battle in the war are strictly Siren? No. House Keneath so, okay, so. House Keneath developed or basically created them and then sold them to as many people as would buy okay, them. There. That's what I thought. So it's we're not like prejudiced against sevens. No, it's more that he's where's the he has some paint left on him from when he was part of an enemy army even if he is no longer part of that army. But honestly, Signo came from a group of Dargoon mercenaries. Bob and Willard, you think, are from the the marshes way west. You guys are freelancing. Okay. Uh, I want to, like, I look up, because Sevens, I would imagine, is still stopped. I want to make eye contact with him. I mean, is there, like, what does he look like? What do you look like? What do I look like? No, no. What does Sevens look like? No, I know. I was just completing the... (laughs) Uh, Sevens stares down. He puts his foot in, like, one of the footprints that he's looking at and sees that it fits pretty nicely. There's, like, one little detail that doesn't. Like, you have, a, like, a little flange or spur off the back. Okay. Not sure why. Maybe you rode mounts at some point. Poor, poor animals. Yeah, um, he, he just compares that. And but then it's he... pretty darn close. He looks up at Wits and he goes, I think things like me were here. Well, I mean, yeah, that's a good deduction there, champ. I mean, that's clearly Warforged. <laughs> I mean, the foot's the same. Robot's the only thing that you do. I mean, yeah, no. Yeah, yeah. You're you've, natural. You've seen, you've seen other Warforged companies remain. Uh, leavings having been on the battlefield, though. None were as regimented and as coordinated. They were more an army of individuals rather than a rather than a oh, shield wall. Recognize like how disciplined this killing was. Like I'm gonna say that while you're thinking about it, you unconsciously kind of draw your sword, put your shield on, and go through the exact motion you were taught or ingrained in you for dealing with skeletons. A solid downward thrust from overhead to crush the skull. 
and the spinal column. It's not as effective against other types of troops, but for skeletons, this is the way you kill skeletons. And, so he does that? Yeah, he does that sort of semi-consciously. Uh, not threatening, but yeah, that's clearly what was used to destroy these skeletons. That yeah, Wits jumps back and he draws his hand crossbow and points it directly at Sevens. Hey, big guy, what are you doing? Sevens looks at his sword and shield and goes, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. okay, 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 all right. All right. Uh, he he puts it away and he goes. Nope, nope, I nope, I was... nope, nope, nope. I think we're gonna take that from you. No, no, actually. no. That, it's okay. He looked like he was remembering. Yeah, no. He's, the captain, uh, the captain Helena chimes in, goes that that, that wasn't, huh? Wasn't too I bad. I think I was designed to do this, or at the very least, trained to. I mean, it's not too dissimilar from teaching recruits. This is how you do the first stroke with a spear. Yeah. Okay, well, it's just okay. I'll tell you what. Really crisp. Make sure if you're about to relearn anything, you do it away from the group, huh? Can do. Great, outstanding, fantastic. All right, guys, let's. All right, let's Wait, keep so going. what was your second question, though? Uh, it was what is about to happen. So, what is about to happen? It seems like you're getting closer to a group of patrolling Warforged in the area that is Siren. They're out there somewhere, even if their numbers are a little reduced. About to happen immediately? Nothing. Nothing. Things are quiet on the horizon. And uh, anything of value for me? Because that's going to pretty much be the permanent third question all the time. Always. <laughs> Only, there, there's nothing on the skeletons, but you do a little bit of digging and you do find an insignia or rather a small pouch with five gold coins in it and an insignia that looks kind of like the paint that's kind of half come off Seven's arm. Some officer dropped something, is your best guess. Can I walk up and try to place it on Seven's arm and see if it fits in? Uh, there's no, it's it's a pin meant for a human coat. It's a rank insignia for a cloth coat. Okay. Uh, and it's probably a human overseer or attendant or officer. Wits kind of just like sits there. He's like kneeling down uh, on his, you know, flat footed on his heels. And he kind of just like, and then he flicks the insignia back into the mud and says, all right, let's roll out, huh? And yeah, the cart moves away with the mud gathering on the crest of Breland surrounded by a laurel wreaths behind you. Um, do you guys have anything else you want to do on the, journey or should we fast forward i mean sevens do we have any dialogue we want to do mm, no but i think sevens is a little more like alert and aware now like he's seen some things that remind him like of himself and what he is so i just want him to be a little more like you're definitely aware you were headed into a combat zone exactly like that was like a big tip off He's bracing for, like, he may not even know it yet, but he is, like, subconsciously preparing for a fight. I want to, I want Wits to have, like, a little side conversation with uh, Captain Helena, too. Be like, I mean, what do, what do you clock on that big robot? And what's your take on this guy? Uh, he's big. He doesn't know much. doesn't remember much. Might have just had a fresh start. I mean, they're only a couple years old, right? Yeah, I mean, you think we can he trust seemed, him after what seemed, we saw? 
Oh yeah, he wasn't acting to hurt anyone. He was just no, but I mean, he like was he remembering clearly, some training, kind he of. Clearly like his got body triggered. remembered. His body but remembered, but his mind didn't. It's well, not I the mean, same as like he's gonna attack us. I mean, he clearly got triggered, and we never seen something that organized from from Warforge before. There was one company that we heard rumors about that we tried not to tangle with, and will I don't know. I I, I really think it's okay. Really, he's got good eyes. And he seems like, overall, can be a really, really powerful ally. Alright, I mean, I guess I'll trust you. You know, if not, uh, squirt him with water, hope he rests. <laughs> I mean, I, like, if he chooses to attack us, we're gonna run away. He's really tough. Yeah, I ain't fighting that. <laughs> Me neither. But I'm paying right. you to, if I need to. <laughs> Great. Cool, cool, cool. No offense. I will miss you, but I want to live. <laughs> That, for the record, that is why you don't come on these missions. But hey! But this is great! With the boys, hanging out! Bull is a boy, right? I can't really tell. You know, I've never really asked. That's fair. That's fair. Are you a boy? Never mind. That's a question for later. And as you guys are, are kind of chatting it out, um, sevens on the horizon, you see a flock of what look like birds suddenly burst forth uh, over a, a ridgeline. Looks kind of like a giant flock of blackbirds, but there's a weird clicking sound that accompanies them. And they swirl up and then split and in tremendous unison and scatter to the corners of the sky as the sun starts to come down. What do you do? Does this stir any kind of memory in Sevens? You you recognize that these are... um, Basically, autom- automated messengers, or and sometimes spies. Are they okay? Uh, but they're are they it's a mechanical bird towards us. Like, is it a flock coming towards us, or are they not spreading out they, away? From there us? are a couple that are heading towards you, but for the most part, they burst into this giant swirling mass a couple miles ahead, where you think Helmsford is, and they this little sort of black cloud covered the sky and then started to disperse. Like a but they're burst. more like messengers rather than spies. It can be used either way. Okay. Um, but you're not sure which. And there are so many of them, you can't help but think someone's using them to look. I want to, because Sevens, I think, would feel pretty uneasy about this. I want to kind of trot up to where Wits is at the front mm-hmm. of the caravan. Yep. You something to say, big guy? I kind of just nod in the direction of where the this flock has come out. I go, do you see those? I mean, I see some birds, yeah. Those aren't birds. Awesome. Super cool day and super cool everything that's happened since you've got here. You're super not, cool. You're not listening to me. Those are not birds. Those are messengers they are spies they are they're bad news and i think we should hide and they spy for whom i don't know oh god okay you know for a second you got me there i thought you knew some stuff and then you just you turned it right back around (laughs) and you didn't so which you would have heard of these um but they're pretty uncommon you would know these as final messengers they are 
essentially passenger pigeons that are mechanical, can be programmed, can also be embedded in a Warforged. Oh, fucking um, cool. Released upon death as a uh, to take a final. If Mo isn't this, data. then I'm going to be angry. <laughs> Mo is a parrot. <laughs> I want him to be a mechanical bird friend. We can we can retcon Mo. I, no, no, I need Mo to be organic. I'm sorry. Okay. I have um, plans. <laughs> Mo's going to die. Mo's yeah, not going to die. Ominous. No, but I, I need Hey, listen. I need this character to be organic for reasons. For, for stuff. We we established him as a parrot. Stick with the fiction we wrote. Uh, it, so... trust me, it will pay off. These are final messengers. Do I? Are they also developed by House Kenneth? House Kenneth, yes, they are, and they are expensive to purchase on their own. But yeah, they they'll fly for about eight hours and carry messages. And do they have tracking? You actually, you know what? I don't. I don't even care either way. I don't care about that answer. What I'm actually going to do is, oh shit, good eyes, man. That you know, those are final messengers. Hell yeah. Hey, uh, I forgot my sidekick's name. Signal. Hey, signal. Bring, yeah, boss. Uh, bring the ski shooter over here. The, the, okay. Uh, we have... Get it. a, it's, it's somewhere. We have uh, a crossbow he, that shoots. It's upside down on a crate. Uh, Just get, hurry up, man. He, yeah, he takes him a little bit, but he, he rustles out this like tiny trebuchet arm and yeah, so gets have, a bunch of clay like discs ready and goes, okay, you ready? No, I think this is like a crossbow that... like It can have that sideways swing action that a ski shooter mm-hmm. does, but it shoots a net. Oh, a net launcher. Yeah, because these things All right. are All rare right. and expensive, and we've done this before, where we <laughs> capture them, and we scrap them for parts. Okay. That. I'm going to say that this will totally work, but you'll have to mark off a use of adventuring gear. Okay. So, um, oh, so basically, you're going to try and trap as many of these as possible for selling. Correct. Okay, okay. Yeah, do they have a tracking unit in them at all? Um, not really. I mean, there's an arcane arcane connection, but Signo's enough of a mage, right? He can disable that. Yeah, we like we get really on it. We're all huddled around, like working as a team. Yeah, so he's he's getting his gear out. The brothers are Bull and Willard are setting up the setting up the launcher and getting ready to try and catch the like two or three that are coming in your direction. Um, you have a few. Like maybe a minute or so before they get there, and so Seb, as you see him doing this, what do you do? For the record, if it impacts your decision, this puts uh, Wits in a very good mood because these are expensive. <laughs> Gonna make some money today. Seven's looks over and goes, "Can I help?" I mean, he absolutely can. Can you? <laughs> so Seven's, how how do you help? Because you can set, help with ranging, you can help with aiming, you can help with loading. So I think given Seven's natural predilection towards all things combat, uh, I think he'd be a really superb, like, he'd be able to, like, calculate the trajectories mm-hmm. of these things. And so he would really, like, oh, shit, in the aiming. And, like, we would be able to just fucking nail these things you just anti-aircraft gun three of them out of the air exactly like bam bam so give me give me uh an aid check which is going to be 2d6 plus bond or one in this case that is a nine on a nine uh so wits you're going to take plus one to your roll from seven's helping you but there's going to be a 
you also put sevens, you've exposed yourself to danger, retribution, or cost. And let's, yeah, so, so wits, give me a defy danger, I think, is going to be the one here. Um, plus. Plus, I think dex. That makes the most sense. I would have guessed. Plus the one from sevens. Yeah, because it's not quite volley. That is an eight overall. It's an eight with a plus one from sevens? Okay. So, so right as it goes off, it looks like with the mixed success, you're going to easily you land two of them but one of them was damaged in the process so there you've got two of these little mechanical flappy bird things made of ornate bronze and brass with little gemstone eyes and a compartment under their their kind of neck area a little message tube you've got them in a net and sort of wits as you're going to open the net the one that's damaged suddenly explodes in a small cloud of shrapnel. Take two points of damage from the tiny exploding machine. Oh, god damn it. <laughs> um, they are set to self-destruct if intercepted. Um, the other one, though, seems like it came down fine. So you've got one of these that's worth a big chunk of cash to the right buyer with a little message on a, in a tiny scroll I'm reading this correctly. Let me double check and make sure it actually is that. Oh, no. Sorry. It is a stored message, so it's verbal and an image that is projected. Help me, Obi-Wan. <clears throat> You're my only hope. So you hand it to Sevens, and it glows briefly as it touches another Warforged, and you see in front of it a view that looks extremely similar to the circle Sevens saw last night with a bunch of Warforged laying down peacefully, and other final messengers beginning to lift off. There is a hooded figure in the middle of a glowing circle. The night sky is overhead, and it looks like it took that snapshot in the moments before its warf whatever it was attached to, uh, passed away. And there's no message attached there's no words or attached, just a feeling of extreme helplessness. Sevens get super agitated. Do we all see this? Yeah. The message? It's um, The emotional part doesn't come through, but the image is projected out about a foot in front of the bird's glowing little gem eyes. Yo, what the hell, robot man? Like, Sevens just drops it. Mm-hmm. And it... it falls fairly gently. It's not very heavy. The image turns off and it lands on a tuft of grass. Are you okay, Sevens? No. That that creature, that figure with the hood, that's what I saw last night. That's <sighs> what tried to control me. Just and I can't stress this enough. Super cool day. <laughs> Since you have been here, my big robot friend. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Everybody. Sevens looks up and gives kind of like this little derpy half grin. He's so <laughs> happy about it. His, his friends know, care that he's going to, yeah. All right, everybody, listen. Fast the words and quicks the action on this one. Yeah, you're only a few miles away now. You should be in town 
just after Sh- nightfall. Shape up, because I, for one, and, you know, really I'm the one that matters here because I am the boss, Priorities. do not like what is going down right now. Yeah, everyone else seems really uneasy. Like, that was an unnatural sight. And then seeing, like, a bunch of Warforged just resting, not on beds, just laying on a flat surface in neat rows and circles around this larger control circle. That was weird. To say the least, fairly somber for the rest of the journey, I'd imagine, right? Well, the rest of the journey doesn't take too long. As soon as you crest the ridge, you look down into this sort of shadowed veil. The landscape becomes much more hilly. And down at the bottom, there's a stream that cuts through and then meets up with a larger river. And at that sort of stream intersection on this side of the river, uh, bridging the stream, is the town of Helmsford. It's a bit of a misnomer. There is a giant bridge that's been built recently out of wood. Um, But it's, for the most part, used to just be a small town that got quickly built up. And up above it on the rocky, rocky crags beyond the town proper, maybe a couple miles, sorry, not even a couple miles, maybe half a mile with a tram leading up to it from the downtown, from the center of town, uh, appears to be a, a fortified stone structure built into the cliff face across from you guys. It's the height of summer, the night is falling slowly, some fireflies are out and flashing. And in the town, everything is dark, except for a light in the facility and a light at the bottom of the tram station. The tram is not moving. Is that, uh, that our factory? That's the facility. Oh boy, that's a long way up. Is it fairly, it's pretty like abandoned around it? Yeah, there's, I mean, the town itself, pretty small, pretty quiet, no sign of movement. The facility across the way, isolated Difficult to approach, easily defensible, hard to get into. Hard to get into just by, you by know, like nature, by dint of right? its placement. Like, yeah, yeah, not guarded. Not guarded that you can see, but simply limited access points that don't involve flight. Well, I mean, uh, anybody got any ideas or? Sevens picks up the the metal bird mm-hmm. thing and uh, goes. Why don't we use one of these? Captain so Lewis, like, what do you mean? To carry us up? No, to look at what's up there. I mean, these are these can be used to spy on things. So why don't we use this one to spy on this thing and get a layout? Captain Helena flashes a big smile and goes, that's kind of brilliant. I mean, I would have I mean, thought of it. It's like... Use the stupid easy, bird. Easy. Use the bird. Use the, the bird. Who, you were the one who thought to bring it down. Yeah, let's just use the stupid bird. I get like, well, yeah, okay. <laughs> uh, so yeah, no sevens because I mean, this is these are made for Warforged, so I think sevens like feels a natural attunement to it. Absolutely, and he just kind of wants to, like, I don't know how Warforged would commune with these things, but that's what he wants to do. You'd have to like, align the yeah. arcane matrices. That's exactly say. what Sevens was going to do. There you go. <laughs> Perfect. And uh, yeah, so he kind of picks it up and he sits down on the ground and I think he like focuses on Now, are you guys staying in it. the middle of the road here? Or are you going to like move into the woods or cliffs a little bit? To yeah, get hey, listen, off big guy. Because people, humans look at things, they notice things. The trees, man, come on. 
you know, it doesn't take you guys long to get the cart off the road and kind of cover your tracks and set up a little I don't know, observation post. And sevens, you're like focusing on your focusing on the tips of your fingers and getting this final messenger to go, um, Avenger, go work with you, basically. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, hmm. Hmm. If you want to give me a defy danger plus wisdom to try and get the bird to behave and do what you need. Okay. I think that's going to be the closest. That's a, that's an eight. Eight. Oh, All right. That'll damn. do. So, yeah, after like an hour, uh, the sun is set. Things are calming down. He, the rest of the crew is like quietly making camp. And some, someone manages to make hot coffee without any open fire. And that goes around. And sevens, you stand up and release the bird. And it flutters briefly in front of you. And then takes off in a beeline towards the facility. While you're seeing through your eyes, you're also able to see some of what it's seen at the same time. And this will last for at least eight hours or so. Sweet. Um, as you have this little like drone, basically. Right while they do this. Um, all right, that's just, not creepy at all. <laughs> yeah, and they're honestly glowing so bright that it might be a concern to your concealment. Absolutely. Um, and so you guys kind of herd him into the cart. Captain Helena goes, oh, that's that's awful. Yes, come in. And then she pulls out a book and starts reading by the sort of bluish-green light of his eyes. Goes, I put I put sevens under a blanket. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. And he's, he's... I mean, you can narrate what you're seeing. It's not like you don't have control of your body at the same time. But yeah, it doesn't take you long to as you're following the bird. You fly over the town and you see it while there's no one living, there are signs of a, a skirmish. Wait, so everyone in the town is dead? There, the town had been evacuated. Like, the oh. residents, long gone. But it looks like there was a small clash between Karnath and Seer up here. Um, small clash with the result of the death of everyone. <laughs> the town, again, townsfolk aren't dead. There are some casualties evacuated. around the town. You do make out that there are like two small companies, like maybe twenty to thirty warforged, that are split up into teams and securing the town super quietly uh, in the dark and not giving anything away to anyone who might be watching from the ground. You have an advantage being up above. Also, they seem to be hiding their movements from the cliffside as well, so anyone in the facility can't see. What do you do? You, uh, I mean, what you see in Sevens, any path in? Sorry, I missed some of that. (laughs) (laughs) One more time? (sighs) One more time, from the top. Um... Somebody better be dying outside my window, I swear to God. (laughs) Yeah, fucking ambulances. So there's a small Siren force that has uh, driven back a Carnathy squad and are attempting to take control of the town. The townsfolk have evacuated. The war, the Siren Warforge are trying to hide their presence from the facility, and your bird is flying past them and above them, and you have a good idea of their position in the town and their movements. Um, they look like they are attempting to get to the cliffside and scale it. What do you What do you do now with the bird? 
I want to send the bird over the facility and circle it and uh, see if I notice any motion in the facility, like on the roofs of the facility. Okay. Okay. Uh, because yeah. I kind of have a rough idea of what the forces down in town are doing. I want to see now, like, I want to see what the, if there's people left in this factory facility thing. So facility might be too strong a word at this point. The image that comes to mind is more castle, like cliffside fortress. This place was designed to withstand siege and be inaccessible. It's a Nazi bunker, yeah. <laughs> you know, the, the bird flies in, um, and as you're scanning around the crenellations, there's, there's almost no movement. It's supernaturally quiet. And it's not until you get the bird much closer that you see, oh, there, there are some skeletons here standing watch, but they stand so still that it's unnatural. Okay. Um, there seem to be maybe... As opposed fifth... to natural skeleton guards. As, as opposed <laughs> to natural movement or relaxed movement, right? <laughs> that skeletons um, often have. You know, you know, you played enough Sea of Thieves. You know they'll eat bananas and run away. It's fine. <laughs> um, so there, yeah, there are a couple skeletons manning the, the, the battlements, but not nearly enough to hold it against the company below. And they're... As you fly the bird a little closer, you get in and you see there are some um, knights in chainmail um, and Carnathy sigils that are kind of coordinating a smaller effort inside. There are only like four or five of those. Um, why don't you give me a discern realities as you okay. check this place out? Sevens is going insane. Sevens is going to go insane. It's a perception check. Don't let it scare you. That's a... Five with probably plus wisdom no bonuses. That's uh, plus wisdom. Yeah, that's a zero bonus. Right All right, there. so that's a five. Yeah, so mark experience. <laughs> um, and yeah, as as the bird gets closer, you feel your connection to it kind of wane. Oh right I'm as you go to pull it, bird, <laughs> I'm gonna lose the bird. Right, right as you go to like turn it around, you feel it suddenly sever the link to it. You're pretty sure it's somewhere in there, but you're not sure where. Do his eyes stop glowing? His eyes stop oh, glowing. Absolutely. And what the hell, man? Yeah, I I wake back up kind of from my little what, what pseudo trance. Did you what happened? Did you lose it? I mean, I know where it is. Uh, do you? <laughs> oh my god! So it's, it's, it's not technically lost. Do you have any idea how much that fetches on the black market? No. Ugh. A lot. A lot. Okay. A lot. I could, like, rebuild you for that. Hey, sweetie, relax. <laughs> Captain Helena puts a hand there on your shoulder. no thing like me. They, but... they make them in there. <laughs> you understand that? They, this is where those come from. If one alone is worth that much, don't you think we can get the parts to many of them? I, I don't need logic and reason from you right now. This isn't okay. logic and reason. I'm trying to appeal to your baser nature here. There's money to be made. First of all, don't patronize me. Second Aww. of all, yeah, all right, fine. <laughs> <laughs> I So Sevens then is going to break down what he saw. Okay. Uh, he's going to give him the description of the town. He's going to say, you know, I saw these two forces fighting. The Warforged, they're, they're just going to win. 
they're gonna drive back these guy Kai Carnathies. Carnathy Carnathy forces. Yes, uh, the Carnathy forces. Um, like, I think we can sneak in behind while they do this. While these two forces fight each other, I think we have a clear route to the castle, and I think we need to go now. All right. Well, first of all, Sevens, you're new here, so I'll allow it. I make the plans. Um, I'm kind of the head honcho <laughs> guy. So what we're going to do... stands up and, like, crosses his arms a little. Oh. What we're going to do is we're going to wait till they fight. We're going to go behind them, and we're probably going to head out probably soon. And Sevens just nods. All right, cool. Take only what we need. We operate light and silent. Leave the cart here. We'll be back. All right. Do uh, you want anyone to stay with the cart, boss? Shigo says. Seven. Who's the kind of most... like looks at her and then at Wits? Because if Wits doesn't go, Seven's really is not going to want to go. Who's the most useless fighter here? Because Signa's a mage, right? So he's probably useful. Signa's uh, a mage, right? So we can sling a wand, but not a lot of spells. Uh, Bowl and Willard are okay with a bow and a sword, but. For the most part, they're there to lift. Things. I wouldn't trust Signo because he actually has a you know, I hate him and he's an idiot, but he's like <laughs> being an idiot requires a certain amount of intelligence, whereas bumbling nobodies like the other two don't. Hey, they so take I'll, offense to being called nobodies. <laughs> I'll leave one of them and I'll take Signo and the other one. All right, so and well, I'm, we have to take Captain Helena too because she knows yeah. what we're looking for. Captain and Helena's coming with you, sevens. and. So Signal's going with you, Bowl or Willard? Willard stays, because right. we share W names, and I don't like that. Fair enough. <laughs> so Willard's kicking back, watching the horse, trying to keep the camp safe. Put that in my notes. And you guys are infiltrating the town. Uh, now, Sevens, you've got a pretty good idea of the route to take to get up there, but the only way you're going to beat them on foot would be taking the tram. Otherwise, you're going to have to get to the cliff where they are gathering, climb the cliff, which was going to be hard for anyone who doesn't have, you know, metal limbs. Yeah, I think we'd just do the, uh, the yeah, tram. Yeah, no, right? I think Sevens is, like, kind of leading the way, and he just walks up to the tram and, like, sits down in one of the seats. Wits, uh, Wits very sarcastically walks up to the go switch and just staring seven straight in the eye, hits it and goes, <laughs> oh, weird. <laughs> This fucking guy, am I right? All right, Signal, see if you can get this thing going. Yeah, boss, give me just a second. Yeah. No, please, Sevens, make yourself comfortable. Don't get up to help. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, he doesn't get sarcasm, this guy. On top of the visions, on top of the story, No metaphors. He doesn't get sarcasm. No sarcasm, but knows what dreams are. <laughs> Very complex yeah. robot we built. All right, yeah, give me right. give me just one moment to write down what happened. For my notes. Okay. Um, Let's take five because I need to go pee and get a beverage then. Musical interlude. Uh, so Signal is fixing the thing. Uh, yeah, Sevens and Captain Helena are 
in the tram, Signo has got the thing, and there's a click and a whir, and it lights up. As control panel does, the tram itself stays dark. It says, I didn't turn on tram lights, but there may be some noise up at the top. Let's just let me know when you're ready, and we can hit go. And Bull comes in, sits down from where he was guarding the door. What do you do, Wits? Uh, I mean... Sits down in his chair, tugs his shirt, and puts his hand in there and goes... Engage. <laughs> Crosses his legs first. Uh, I do a quick once around to see if anybody's near us. Nope. The place is deserted. There's a couple skeleton corpses outside, one or two warforged casualties, but they are long dead. Or rather, dead earlier today. Well, hit it. All right, boss. He punches it and then kind of runs in right as the thing starts to spin up. And then... Rather than a pulley system, the bottom of the cart glows briefly and it moves smoothly and quietly upward along the cable um, as the levitation spells built into the base of it kick in. Cool! Um, It is, however, a giant dangling thing on the end and it will likely be spotted when you get close unless the Warforge are attacking right as you hit totally going to see a giant glowing thing fly above their head. You you definitely notice um, at the base of the cliff and like quarter of the way up the cliff there's some little flashing lights as Warforged eyes glance over. So you have made a noticeable entry, but you will arrive safely at the castle unless something and goes horribly style. wrong. The princess is in another castle. <laughs> that would be unfortunate. Uh, how, what is... I'm assu- they're Warforged. They can scale the cliff. How long do we have? Um, you timed it so that you guys would ar- so that you would arrive just before them, um, and it's actually going to help them because it's going to probably pull off some of the Carnathy cards to come see who's taking the the tram. So we don't even get like a ten minute head start. We're going to be like shut the door behind us and lock it. I mean, that's that's up to you guys. How much of a head start would you have aimed to get? I mean. 10, I think it would take that. I think even Warforged, like, how high is this cliff? It's high. It's like several hundred feet. And oh, it's yeah. going to take I them mean, a long time to get up. Even Warforged, at least it's going to take 15, 20 minutes to scale this thing. Yeah. Their arms might not get tired, but they still take falling damage and don't want to fall. Yeah, and still have to, like, find handholds. In the dark. Yeah. No, they have dark missions. Not that bad. But whatever. But yeah, no, I think 15 minutes would be reasonable like they see us and i think they would want to peel off maybe from their engagement oh honestly the warforged like there are definitely some scouts coming down to the bottom to investigate the tram back from the cliff but they're not going to get there until just about when you reach the top okay um so maybe we get 15 minutes before the scouts start climbing up, and then maybe a little longer before the main force engages. Again, there are only like 30 of them. So like three of them went to That's check out the base like of the tram. Times the number of you'll, have like fif- you'll have 15 minutes when you reach the top before the main force finishes the climb. Who's the dude that's with us? Signal and... Uh, Signal and Bowl. B-O-L. Signal and Bowl. All right, here's what we do, guys. We're going to have a 15-minute head start when we get to the top. Helena, you're with me in sevens. Uh, Bull and Signal, uh, use your voodoo that you do. Secure the door behind us. Make sure you hold 
Hold the entrance. Hold the door. All right, boss. Uh, no matter what comes through. Do you through, want me to do you want me to disable the tram so they can't just send it back down and come up on it? You know what I'm thinking, man. All right, uh, and then then we'll hold we'll hold the, the the gate there. Awesome, Helena. What are we looking for? So, the research facility laid out some control or development areas. We'll have to search a little bit to find it, and we'll have to do it while avoiding the Carnathi. So if you can think very sneaky thoughts, my large metal friend. Oh, did I mention that there are skeletons here? Yes, you did. Yes, okay. you did. They'll at least react slowly, and they'll need uh, someone to coordinate them. If and we find that someone... small contingent of Carnathi soldiers. Yeah, they, they, tr- they always have two officers managing a skeleton crew, but if there's more than that, then they've got other people who might know more about what the, what the Carnathi are after. Yeah, I don't think we would, if it's like a couple skeletons that are not very well coordinated, I don't think we'd have a problem like rushing the entrance and like. No, I think no, and they super stealthily like sweep through them. Yeah, and sevens, you would have seen they had not planned on anyone being able to reactivate the tram. So it's straight in the front. It's quick. It's fast. That's what she said. (laughs) Um, sorry. It's it's good for everyone. (laughs) Um, yeah. So. Captain Helena readies her sword. Signu and Bull ready their weapons. Bull's got a big spear. Signu's got his wand out and a dagger in his other hand. You guys get 95% of the way up, and the tram stops just outside the terminal and swings ever so slightly. It is attached to this thing, but someone gave a command override down at the bottom. What do you do? Signal, what the hell, man? Get it going. Can we see the bottom? Like, how far have we gone? You have gone it... several hundred feet up, so and you are, I, you are like, within, you're within, like, five to ten feet of the tram housing uh, near the can top. Can I reach the cable that we are attached, like, that we're By been traveling? By climbing the outside of the car? Yes, you could. There's a hatch in yeah. the top. You can go up that and then get to the stanchion. Sevens doesn't think twice, but he does that, and he gets up there, and he starts trying... He wants to pull the cart Ooh. the rest of the way up. Alright, um, can you please give me a defy danger roll with strength? Yes, I absolutely can, because this sounds badass, it's and I really awesome. want to work. I gotta say. Witz is already, like, tinkering with electronics with Signo when that happens, and he's kind of like... Yeah, you guys are, like, aligning crystals, and you hear a clang as the... Trap door flings back, and Sevens with one hand pulls himself up through it. And, s- and that's a that's a nine. It's a nine. All right, with Defy Danger, that means, and you are going to power through. So on a nine, okay. So you get up there, and you've got it, and you feel the cart start to reverse on you. You can potentially get it in there, but it's going to be um, it's going to cost you something. Otherwise, or rather, no, that's dumb. That's dumb. The worst outcome here, instead, is that you give up some of the quiet landing. So in order to get it in, you pull yourself forward against the, the reverse that's starting to pick up. And with your arms like bulging as you're holding on to the cable, and you've got your legs wrapped around the stanchion, and you're being sort of a semi-automaton, mechanized beast as you pull this thing forward with your thighs and then the forces opposed to it become 
disaligned ever so much just as you get inside and it crashes off the rail into the the land into the cable area and it's going to take a little bit of work and levitation management to get it working again but it's also going to have alerted anyone who didn't see you coming up cool cool but still badass all right, signal. And you guys, you guys thud down in the thing, and it's like oh. <laughs> Seven's like superhero landings down to the floor, and then just stands up. Well, it's better than being captured, says Captain. Says the Captain, and she. Yeah, it was real smooth. Glad we did that. Signal new plan. You stay here. You get this working again. Everybody else with me. Uh, what, can I have bowl? This yeah, it's fine. Take bowl. Okay, whatever. Alright, uh, so Bull stand, stand over there and Bull goes Bull, to guard him. I just want you to know before I go, I only didn't include you because I forgot your name. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, right, okay, let's go. You're such a, he's a jerk, isn't he? Yeah, Bull. <laughs> yeah. But he pays well if we survive. And Signo gets to work tinkering with the, the levitation effort. There's a little flicker of light. And you guys head into the facility, plunging through uh, stone corridors shut the door behind you to the, the tram station and set it up so the bull can barricade it. There's a path to the left that goes up onto the ramparts and into the courtyard, and a path to the right that leads in towards the living area and facility. Power through that. You're cruising as fast as you can, checking for danger, moving as quickly and quietly as possible. Um, and then you get down to the beginning of the research section. Seven, uh, Wits, what do you do? This is the beginning of the research area? Yeah, you're sort of down. You've gone down a flight of stairs from the living quarters and the fancy reception area um, and away from the courtyard where the undead and Carnathy were, and you're heading into the research section, into the depths. All right, Helena, what are we looking for specifically? We need details here. I don't know. There was a forge that they took out of here, but there was also some sort of control mechanism. The officer who I interrogated said there might be something here of value and that the Carnathy forces were told to go sit in front of it and make sure nobody else got it. But the Carnathy don't like using robed people. They're kind of anti, a little bit anti. I don't know who is manipulating that circle thing we saw from the final messenger. All right, guys. Well, let's go carefully. Uh, I'll take the lead. We're going to run into probably some guards. Once we hit the research room, we fan out. We look for anything controlling, any blueprints, any clues. Sounds good to me. What about you, big guy? What he said. Well, I mean, it's not a democracy. Can we just go? <laughs> You're right? It's not. I'm paying you. Let's go. <laughs> um, and she pinches your butt as she goes past. Um, this is wholly unprofessional. <laughs> I'm report you to HR. <laughs> You've got these people in place. You are infiltrating as best you can. It's, it doesn't take you guys long to find. There are a number of like research labs and workshops, medieval style, with a few arcane sigils and tools. A lot of it looks hastily abandoned on this on this first floor down. You scout through it, looking for whatever you can find. The guards don't seem to be around here. Or if they were, they were outside getting ready to repel the imminent Warforged attack. Um, or going to deal with uh, Signo and Bull at the tram. They're totally going to die. They're fine. They're not going <laughs> to die. Are you kidding? In this genre, they're going to betray you. It's going to be great. Um, 
they're not going to betray you willingly. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Willingly. Great. Willingly. Great. So sevens, what do you do? This is kind of weird. Like there are like arms, warforged arms and pieces of unfinished warforged around here. This is sort of the the workshop floor and the small workplace floor, but doesn't match what you saw in the vision. I think if Sevens were, at this point, a normal Warforged, he might be a little disturbed by this. But at this point, it's kind of just observing everything with like this detached interest. Mm -hmm. Because he does not really like... Currently, he's not really like feeling being a warforged mm-hmm. so it's not like as morbid maybe as what it might conventionally be so he's just kind of like taking it in he's a little detached it's yeah but he's just kind of like scientific passenger scientific about it yeah, he's a passenger and he's just kind of he's backing up the rear so he's kind of just observing everything but he's also like seeing all these parts and maybe like looking at himself from time to time and uh like comparing maybe his bits to the bits he sees Mm -hmm. yeah and just trying to figure it all out doesn't look like these are from your model necessarily and a lot of these look like prototypes um or like this this area seems to be focused on some very specific components is there anything are there any of these parts that like stand out to him are there? Is there anything that like looks unique or like interesting that he was like, wow, I've never even like, well, not that he would because he's brand new essentially at this point, but like something that strikes his fancy. Let me turn or... that back to you. Are there? Describe what you find. You have a number of workshops here that you that you guys are searching through. What do you find that stands out to you? Okay. So yeah, uh, then yeah, Sevens is walking down these kinds of aisles and production bays and all of a sudden he sees this like, kind of looks like a breastplate and it, it just, he stops and he stares at it and he kind of looks down at himself and he looks back up at this thing and he like unhooks it and he takes it down in his hands and uh, it just looks... It looks perfect. It looks like it was made for him. And uh, he doesn't know why, but he kind of like tinkers with the opening of the center of the chest. Mm-hmm. And it like pops open. And I think he just sees this like interdimensional space. Mm-hmm. And it's, he just knows. Like, yeah, it's, it's, that, it's clear that this is a storage place that's yeah, safe. This is a storage place. It and, doesn't take you uh, long to figure out how to use it. He he buckles it onto himself, and it just it fits perfectly. It integrates nice. immediately into his body, and uh, Sevens has this really cool bag of holding in his new breastplate. Awesome. Well, I mean, we didn't come here to like try clothes on. If we could, <laughs> could focus here. But the, the captain goes. But you wouldn't need a cart anymore with that. Hell no. Getting real sick of your shit. <laughs> He's useful. That's all I'm saying. Everybody stay focused. You're going to have to start paying him, mechanism. though, if you're hiring him as a cart. Um, so, Wits, what do you do? Uh, what are you looking for on this floor? What are you after? Uh, schematics, uh, blueprints, anything like that. It's 
doesn't take you long to figure out that most of those have been uh, removed or damaged beyond repair. Is there any official government communication? Something I can sell for, like, exclusive information? Give me a discern realities to dig up some extra, extra. What is that plus? It's going to be plus wisdom. Cool. Should have taken my stats in wisdom. That's something we can work on right now. I have an eight. Eight. Yep, you get to ask one of the questions. I assume you're going to ask what here is useful or valuable to me. Yeah. It doesn't take you long to figure out that, oh, in the supervisor's desk, there are documents that have been um, magically hidden with seals from House Citus. Think I'm saying that right? House Citus. Yes, I was right. Ha ha. Yeah, they're the Gnomish House. They basically do anything related to scribing. House Kaneth hired someone from House Civis to basically encrypt their documents, but with the right connections, it's possible to get that information back. Okay. Yeah, I definitely pocket those. Yeah, they were, I'm going to say that they were behind the overseer's desk, behind a painting in a place that you, that would have been overlooked in a quick search when they evacuated. Good find that you can get more out of later. You guys start to hear some scuffle and footsteps from the corridor behind you. It looks like some skeletons have been sent in pursuit or to find any intruders on this floor. Uh, I give a hand signal to quietly go to the exit. Sevens does not understand this hand signal. Oh god, that's right. (laughs) So yeah, you like crouch down and you give a little thing and then Sevens goes, what? What does that mean? Follow, Follow me. Just follow me. Uh, Helena is already ahead of you and leading the way down the stairs. There's a flight of stairs at the end of this floor on the opposite side that goes down one more flight. Do you guys? What do you guys do? Because they're just a few skeletons. It wouldn't be hard to deal with if you needed to. Uh, is these these stairs are out of the research area? Yeah, these are stairs leading down on another floor. There seem to be two stairwells, both go up and down on either end of of the facility or of the. We just wait for him to pass. Just hang out in the stair, the stairway, and wait for him to pass. Okay. Yeah, the skeletons kind of clank or clatter. Uh, their empty eye sockets swiveling across the workshops. Because I would presume if we killed them, they would know where they stopped activating. Not necessarily. Uh, it's I just don't it's pretty unlikely. They it would they would have to raise a ruckus. They wouldn't necessarily know that, oh, some of my constructs have been destroyed. No, these guys are pretty autonomous at this point. They get issued orders, and they obey orders. Their orders right now are search for intruders on this floor. Yeah, we just let them pass. All right. Let's see. How back out how do room. you how do you avoid them? Just I by mean, ducking out of the way, hiding, or... Yeah, I would assume, is there another exit out of... I would assume they're... Uh, like patrolling this floor and we were in a stairway and they were going in and out of a floor exit. Yeah. So they, so they came down behind you guys on the same flight of stairs and kind of fanned out and are looking in all the rooms for people. And you guys are now at the other end of the floor at another staircase that goes up and down. I would, we would go up cause why would they search up? You know, you start at the top and you work your way mm-hmm. down. Yeah, no, that's totally fine. Give me a uh, defy danger with intelligence to cleverly position yourself out of the way. Now that I am good at. I say uh, 10. 10, yep, you're fine. 
you you dodge the threat, it doesn't come to bear, you get the whole crew out of the way, and the skeletons head down the stairs below you as you are like one turn up the stairs above them. You see them clank you hear them clank down and you have the floor to yourself again, and five we skeletons are, have passed below you. We are a hardcore Scooby Doo gang right now. <laughs> <laughs> like Roro. It was old man Caius the first <sighs> Set up this the haunted amusement time. park. Merrick's Canis. What? Jinkies, Velma. Was the only other human we saw in the animation at the beginning <laughs> who set us up for this. Um, uh, I was yeah. just go back down to the research area, keep looking. Is there a it's different fine. room to the research area? No, this floor seems. You guys have had maybe like 10 minutes or so to search this whole place thoroughly. Uh, you found the back of holding, you found a few other odds and ends, and the, the encrypted documents. But. That's about all of value that's here. And you can just start throwing stuff into that bag of holding, like four forge components. Like people will pay good money for anything about the construction and manufacture of Warforged. forged. Okay. Um, yeah, we do that. Um, is there like a manifest of where whoever was in charge of this facility would live in the dormitory, et cetera? Nothing like, uh, sorry, a manifest of, of where someone would live. You mean like... Where they would like sleep, i.e. if the documents aren't here, if the thing controlling ah. the Warforged isn't here, it would probably be in the person who ran its chambers. Well, from what you saw in the vision, it's a much wider open area. Um, and you think it might be down a floor to that. But if you wanted to search for like Commandant or like the Commander's Quarters or Lead Researcher's Quarters, that would be back up a floor, which is... You can yeah, kind of hear, uh, it sounds like combat is starting up there. Yeah, let's, hey, let's, uh, we're gonna head down, watch out for these skeletons, though. Have if you we been run putting into this him... shit into my bag of holding without asking me first? No, he's been handing it to you and saying, can you, okay. can you hold that for later? And, uh, I mean, I didn't ask, though, I just handed them to you, yeah. <laughs> hold this, hold this. So I, I turn, I turn, this. yeah. I think the first couple of things you handed to me, like Seven's just like, holds them yeah i was gonna say i turn <laughs> around and you just have an armful of documents it does, just has an armful of papers and scrolls and shit papers <laughs> pieces of metal anything that looks valuable papers bag magic bag in chest put there you oh, go okay oh, uh, yeah, yeah. He, he just pops open the little compartment and just shoves it all in just shoving it all in exactly. right, well i mean careful uh, it's know, fine it'll be in there it's fine <laughs> Helena, I swear to God. That wasn't Helena, that was out of character. She's she's too busy looking for stuff too. And also handing it to Sevens. To being like, hold this for me, dear. Or hand, or no, she, she would be handing stuff to Wits, who then hands it to Sevens. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that is true. But yeah, you guys do a thorough job casing this floor. What do you do, Wits? Where do you go next? Alright, everybody, we gotta go downstairs. Watch out for these skeletons. If we run into them again, just gas them. I mean, you, you could go upstairs and search the researchers' quarters. You guys didn't get a thorough chance to look there. Did we hear fighting it, coming it's, from up there, It though? sounds like you're starting to hear a little bit of combat noise from up top. It might be the Warforged. It might be Bowl trying to hold the door while Signo repairs the lift. Yeah, I think we go down. Okay, so you guys go down, and it... It kind of branch, so you go down like one circle of the flight of stairs, and it branches into two doors that are open. On the left, you see a large room with a tall vertical cylinder-looking thing. Uh, it looks 
bit more like a drum of some kind, maybe 10 feet across at the bottom, and it kind of goes out and up as an urn. Is this opaque? Can we not see through it? It is made of stone. And then the top of it looks like it's hollow, mostly, with a platform in it. It's like a giant vase, pretty much. But it's dark and still. There's pieces of, of workshop equipment around the outside. It's it's unlit, and you don't see anyone in that room. Right, okay. So that's clearly not it, so let's go to the other. Yeah, the other room... Um, <laughs> It leads down a hallway before the bend, and I don't, I don't you're pretty sure the skeletons are there. So for what sure, do you, go to this tank. Uh, yeah. So, what, so you're going to go investigate the the tank. Yeah. All right. Um, roll. It uh, sounds. Like, what are you trying to do? I mean, I would cautiously go in first. One because I don't trust anybody else to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, just to see what it is, if it's dangerous. Things like that. So it looks like as you get closer to it and you move around it, there are components that have been removed, like sections of the smooth urn wall have been pulled out and are missing. And there's also, from some of the notes you saw upstairs, you're pretty sure this is at least the the outer structure of a larger device. Um, Why don't you spout me some lore? Uh, Roll plus int. Roll 10. Sweet. Perfect. So this is the external structure and part of a creation forge, the magical device used to make Warforged. It's missing okay. specific components that would fun- cause it to function, but... But only normal components, right? Like nothing out of the ordinary? Um, some really vital ones, like magical energy, uh, ingredients. Like there, You're sure there are other like steps to this process, but it's kind of like finding a broken piece of um, manufacturing equipment, right? On its own, it doesn't do much. Right, but there's I don't but see But if you feed like... raw material into it and you power it and you plug it into the next component, then you might be able to turn out a person made of metal okay, and But wood. I don't see any, like, any weird component that's not normally on a forge. No. Um, and you've never seen a forge before, but you're pretty sure from the documents above it is. Like, this is a big company secret. House Kenneth would not want other people finding this and might, in fact, go to great lengths to keep that industrial secret. On a motion for Helena to come in, I mean, is anything here we're looking for? Uh, I don't know. This is all... No, this all looks deactivated, and... You know what I'm getting just real sick of hearing today? From everyone. Because <laughs> I don't know. Well, that's why we're relying on you. You're the smart one. We're counting on you to figure it out. <sighs> she gives a little peck on the cheek. Very patronizing peck on the cheek. And then goes and rifles through some of the workshop benches and hands you some more things to hand to sevens to put in the bag. Um, <sighs> you know, I don't have the bag of holding, right? You know, he does. Yes, but you're over here. It's fine. Oh, okay. You're the one I hired. He's working for you. You might want to consider paying him as she goes to the next drawer. <laughs> um, but yeah, you find a, a bunch of other parts and some writings on the process, but nothing nothing super worthwhile in this room. Just And there's no other exit from this room other than the way we came? Um, there's a staircase at the other side. Seems to be the bottom of the staircase that you went the first time down. So there are two parallel staircases. But... 
nothing nothing else that you can tell. This is in the bowels of the cliff, hollowed out from the heart of the mountain. All right, well, let's go to the other room then. So you go back out of this room, down a short hallway, and... Uh, but as I walk by seven, A sevens, I think I just met your mom. Oh! <laughs> and then I no. just keep on walking. Your mama's so big. <laughs> uh, it would take a forklift. Uh... <laughs> Yeah, I mean, does Sevens, like, have any recollection of, like... None. ...of this place? None. There there were several uh, creation forges this, that House Canute yeah, runs. one in particular doesn't have any... Nope, no resonance. ...resonance with him. I mean, you you vaguely remember their, the structure of it, and you remember, like, some glowing uh, magical energies, but it's all really blurry. It's, like, it's way back in the past buried underneath lots of other trauma and for amnesia yeah no i think sevens just kind of takes like because he's certainly the last to leave mm-hmm. sevens kind of looks at it and just takes note of it mm-hmm. and kind of like mentally wants to remember this thing later but then just leaves all right so you guys head back up the short hallway and it goes kind of alongside and then halfway down is the door is a, is a door that leads into a much larger room. Inside that room are five skeletons and a hooded figure and maybe 200 warforged laying prone, um, sort of in rings around a glowing circle in a room that's 50 feet wide. Up above, you see there's an opening into the courtyard. Um, it's maybe, it's perfectly parallel with the circle the magic circle at the bottom, uh, but it's maybe 50 feet up. Um, and you clearly hear sounds of combat coming down from above as the Warforged have started to storm the walls in eerie silence. The skeletons are repelling them again. No cries, no calling out, just metal on metal with occasional crunching. Cool. <laughs> what do you do, Sevens? Dearest listener, thank you for tuning in and joining us for this week's To Ashes, To Dust, a Witz's Inquisitive's production. Your narrator is Alex Kirk. Witz is played by our editor Nathan Shoemaker, and Sevens is played by Zach Shoemaker. Join us for our next broadcast from the dark and seedy underbelly of the city of Towers in To Ashes, To Dust.
You're gonna yeah. have to forgive me. I'm gonna open a chip bag here, which is terrible audio. You're gonna ah, have to edit this out. The horror! The horror! It's it's a taco bowl kind of thing. Oh, I was gonna I was gonna say I'll allow it if they're good chips, but I'm really hungry and they're just Tostitos. But mm. I was hoping for salt yeah. and vinegar, honestly. You'll just have to edit me out because this is just. Are you gonna be eating <laughs> chips too? Oh, it's supposed. Oh my god! Oh, <laughs> oh my god! All right, god. all right. Gonna... <laughs> All right. Well, this is suddenly where... a giant rust monster appears to devour. <laughs> this is where Wiz takes over once again, but intentionally this time, and he doesn't feel bad about it. Oh. <laughs> this is my podcast now. It's a one-on-one actual play. Let's go, Alex. <laughs> Storytelling. Oh, oh so good. <laughs>